Navigating Solo is the official singles adult ministry podcast of the United Pentecostal Church International. Navigating Solo is dedicated to encouraging single adults in every stage of life by using biblical principles to navigate discussion on various topics. Here's your host, Dr. Lorraine Orozco. Welcome to Navigating Solo. Today, we have another one of our special guests with us, Brother Luami Diaz, who is going to be sharing his testimony and just be sharing some of his experiences in ministry as a single pastor and a single father. So, Brother Luami, thank you so much for agreeing to come on to Navigating Solo. We appreciate you sharing with us. I know you're part of the single adult ministry team and doing some amazing things in California. So welcome. Welcome to Navigating Solo. Thank you. Thank you so much. It is great to be here. And um, I've listened to several of your episodes there and you are doing an incredible job. So I'm, I'm very thankful to be here and it's an honor for me. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to have you with us. So I wanted to start off with those of you who do not know um, Luwani Diaz. Let's just dive in and just tell us about where you're from, your family, any ministry, all of the things that you do. Sure. So I was, uh, I'm actually originally from the Dominican Republic. So mm -hmm. my first language is Spanish. I actually pastor predominantly Spanish church. Um, I was raised in New York City and um, I've lived in California. I've lived in Hawaii. I've lived in Phoenix, Arizona. I have lived in Houston. I've lived in Indianapolis. So I'm a I get around, and now I am uh, pastoring a church in Moreno Valley, uh, California. I am uh, a single dad, and um, yeah, that's pretty much my life in a nutshell. Well, I um, I think I mentioned before to you that I just, I love the fact that you pastor right now in Southern California, and of course, that's always like the dream, the living in California and the great, wonderful weather. So um, how long have you been pastoring in um, in Southern California? Uh, 15 months now. And I, I always said that uh, because of the weather and the culture and the food and all that, it, all of my life, I've always said like, man. I, I would give an arm and a leg to live in Southern California. And, and now I'm here and I am giving an arm and a leg mm -hmm. and a leg and more. Because <laughs> prices are crazy out here. Crazy. But it's been great so far. So I wanted to talk about your two sons. And I wanted to, uh, how long have you been uh, single, first of all? And then what has that experience been like for you raising your two sons? Yeah, so I've been single about um, 11 years now, um, ever since uh, 2012, May of 2012. And at first it was crazy challenging and I was faced with the reality of single parenthood. And, you know, no, nothing can prepare you for that. You don't take classes at, Bible school that prepare you to be a single um, father. And um, it, it's interesting to me that how, how your question is about me being single. 
but right away I answer it as single father mm-hmm. um, because, and these are two distinct terms with different emphases, right? For me, my identity is wrapped up in being a father mm-hmm. and not just in not having a wife. So I don't just say I'm single. I say I'm a single father. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's funny because I feel like many people associate being single with something lacking. Mm-hmm. But I, I immediately think of it as a blessing and a privilege that God has given me of, of being a single dad. Mm-hmm. And and raising my two sons has been both a privilege and responsibility that has been great. It has deepened my faith because um, I've, I found myself solely responsible for teaching my children my faith in word and deed and for passing the knowledge of God's works to the next generation, as the psalmist says. So um, it's been a great benefit to me in that it has deepened my own faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, it has taught me the true meaning of, of agape love, you know, um, just the sacrificial love. It is a love that gives without expecting anything in return. And I feel that, that that's what that has given me. And, and lastly, I, I think um, uh, and, and this is probably not something that many people think of when they think of being a single dad or a single mom, but I thank God for it because it's allowed me the opportunity to be a, a single influencer, it, at, at least in my um, circumstance where the mother is not present or around. It's allowed me to be the primary influencer in my children's lives, especially during times when when their mom unfortunately struggled with some challenges that prevented her from being the exemplary parent that that we had hoped for. So in essence, what might have appeared as a lack in our family dynamic turned out to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a blessing in disguise because you never go into being single after being married as, uh, oh, you know, you never look at it as, as being such a blessing, but it was a blessing in disguise because my children had a spiritual guide mm-hmm. and a spiritual influencer and a soul influencer, right. uh, as a, as their parent. So I wanted to talk about Micah and Kayla because I was privileged to meet um, your family when you lived in Phoenix. And so I um, got to see Micah and Caleb when they were really little. And I just remember just seeing Caleb and both of them just being such worshipers Mm. and you coming in preaching for us. And so let's talk about Mike. I know one of them. So Caleb, he is where now? What is he doing? He's at uh, first year of Bible school at CLC, uh, which is my my uh, alma mater too, and um, he's uh, he's been preaching. He's doing great, and um, my youngest son Micah still with me, and he has been um, what is he? He's he's doing great in videography now and god is using them greatly i'm gonna tell you like last week was our general conference in a general conference one of the greatest moments for me personally was uh brother laird silliman coming over to me you know he's at clc mm-hmm. and and he goes i want to tell you your son is at 5 a.m prayer every morning um and that absolutely 
rock my world in a, in a positive way. Um, so uh, I'm pumped. I am so happy, joyful, proud. There's no greater joy than to know that my children walk in truth. So um, yeah, that's, that's my boys. Now that is wonderful. And what, what an encouraging thing to be able to hear, knowing that, like you said, you poured into them as a single father and were the sole person that was responsible for their spiritual um, you know, guidance and, and taking care of them in all the transitions that were in your life. And yet, you know, God is, God has just rewarded that and he's moving and the wonderful things that he is doing in the next generation. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what is the best advice that you could give to someone who's raising their kids alone in church and you have walked that walk. And so what would you say to somebody who's in the beginning of that journey or starting that out or in the middle of it and kind of having some struggles and what would you want to pass on to them? Um, I, I would say that I, I would have to pass on to them what I personally had to learn firsthand. And that is you need to lean, um, on your church community. I, I always answer this question this way, because this is, I feel like this is extremely important. You need to lean on your church community. Don't hesitate to ask for help. Don't don't hesitate to ask for support. And, and I'll say this: pride will often get in the way of asking for help. And single people are some of the most prideful people. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have talked, for example, you talk to uh, you see a woman who was abused, mistreated, belittled, um, and, and cheated on, and then uh, when there's a separation you ask them well what are you going to do and the first thing they say without without fail almost everyone the first thing they say is i'm not filing for child support i don't need his money i don't want that you know what i'm saying and it's like what are are we being serious now it's not even about um it's not even about that it's about your children like it's it's the the welfare of your children but the pride gets in our way because we want people to think that we're good. We want people to think that we could handle things on our own. And that's baloney. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sometimes we need a day off. Sometimes we need a weekend. Sometimes we need moral, spiritual, emotional support. Uh, sometimes we just, sometimes we just need a hug. And sometimes we need a, someone to show up. And, and if you do show up with groceries from time to time, um, and sometimes we need motivation and we need friends and we need family and that, and that's not just for divorced people or, um, for widows or widowers. Uh, I mean, never married even, uh, we all as single people, we all need support. And so surround yourself with that. And, and if it's, uh, if I'm talking directly to single parents, then what I would say is surround yourself and surround your children mm-hmm. with strong, godly role models within the church who can offer guidance, who can offer mentorship. Um, something that I did quite a bit, I brought my children around happy and stable families. Mm-hmm. I let them know by bringing them around exemplary families that um, you know, though you're also a happy family, it's not that we're a sad family, you know, obviously, but I'm a happy family, but God's design is to have a nuclear family where both mom and dad are living 
for him and raising their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And this is what God's ideal is. And this is possible. And this is still my ideal because it is the biblical ideal. Mm-hmm. And, and so surround yourself um, with that. I'm always reminded uh, of the words of Jesus. And I'm just going to paraphrase, uh, but he said something like, no one who has left a uh, house or mother, or father, or brother, or sister, or wife, and so forth, um, uh, for my sake, um, and then something like, you know, we'll, we'll receive it here in this life, this, I think Mark says, in this life, um, a hundredfold more. And, and I think at the very least, um, he's talking about the spiritual family that one comes into mm-hmm. as you, as you enter the kingdom, you know, I mean, I would imagine there's more to that. Um, but at the very least, partly Jesus is saying, Hey, there is a spiritual family. And if you've lost these things for my sake, um, you're going to gain parents and wives and households and in my case pools and uh, and a hot meal and uh, you know a place where I could spend Thanksgiving um, in you know people talk about church hurt church hurt you know the church hurt me let me tell you something had it not been for the church I'm here to talk about church help because had it not been for the church that's where I found my grandmas and fathers and mothers and and people to support me and especially my situation where I found myself when all of this went down uh, 2,500 miles from home Mm -hmm. and I needed that I I needed that desperately and I found it in the church and so that's my best advice Um, take your children you know find your comfort around the church family that is your God-given spiritual family and lean on them and don't be don't be prideful and bring your children around the church family and let the church help you heal be humble enough to understand that sometimes you do need help and And that that is wonderful advice that's wonderful advice because i absolutely agree we need each other we need um, the body of christ needs to come in and i've personally seen you when i lived in indiana i know that you know, in Indiana, that was that was the case as well, that your kids were always around, you know, families and pastor's families that, that were there. And that was a beautiful thing to see being embraced by those um, those healthy nuclear families. So I wanted to transition and go into um, now that we've ca- talked about to you um, raising your two sons. I wanted to say as a, as a pastor of a church, um, what has been some of the challenges as a single ministry leader? And I do know that this is being in California. You came in there as a single pastor. No. So this wasn't like you came in there and then you became single from the very get go. You were the pastor um, at the church in California. So I just wanted to just kind of briefly talk about some of the challenges that you have faced in this um, in this season. I I would there's several that I can talk about um, e- even now. Like I'm dealing with a, a situation in the marriage there and counseling, and so there are some challenges as a single as a single pastor 
because um, normally when you are married and a woman wants to talk to you, you know, you bring your spouse into um, the room and et cetera. But as a single man, um, th those kind of things can be challenging and, and you open yourself up to um, just, you know, nothing positive can come out of that. So, um, so it, there are some challenges in, in, in that regard, but I, I, I want to probably emphasize the one for me that I feel is, is most challenging, and that is standing before my congregation and addressing topics like marriage mm -hmm. and, and healthy families while carrying the knowledge that my own marriage did not succeed. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't know if it's my insecurity or the devil, you know, but sometimes you're you're preaching on marriage and there's this little voice if, if i can be honest and transparent mm -hmm. there's this little voice in the back of your head that's going yeah yours failed um so you're not equipped you're not um you're not ready for this um so there's a certain level of insecurity that that can creep in when counseling and when teaching on, on these on these subjects and the way i've dealt with it it's by openly discussing with my church mm -hmm. the benefits of having a single pastor and special, especially of having a single pastor like me. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there are indeed benefits. Um, firstly, I have a, a heightened urgency to see the members of my church thrive in their marriages and in their families because of what I've experienced. I've seen it firsthand. I know what pain feels like. And, and so that drives me to focus my attention on providing guidance to them and support. My own experiences um, have made me more determined to equip my people. So that's why I, you know, I'm, I'm planning retreats and, and, uh, and, and counseling opportunities with professionals and uh, and certain family services and et cetera, et cetera, because I have an urgency to see the families in my church succeed so that they don't go through what I went through. And the last thing I'll say about this too, is that um, uh, I found that, that although there are some challenges that, you know, you, you go through as a single minister, um, they've enriched, these challenges have enriched my ability to serve and to lead my church with a greater empathy, um, with greater understanding and, and, and with a greater determination to see our families flourish. So empathy is a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, I come from it, from a perspective of one who has experienced right. um, it. So, so I'm, I'm able to empathize with our people. Well, I think that's wonderful that you mentioned that because it's true, like you said, um, because of where I have been, I don't want them to go through what I have been through. So I'm creating an atmosphere that does its best to make sure that we meet those challenges and do everything we can to try to not, you know, allow them to go through some of the things if that you have you have gone through personally, if possible. So I wanted to kind of go in and transition into um 
another question about what has been some of the positive aspects. And you kind of just said, you know, being a single pastor, there are some some benefits to that that maybe people don't consider. But what has been some of the positive aspects of just being single that many people do not often consider? Um, that question is everyone asks me that question. And I am the perfect person to ask that question to because I absolutely love being single. If the Lord, you know, decides that that my station in life shall change, I'm I'm willing and I'm and I'm okay with that. But if not, like I I absolutely enjoy. I love it. Where I go first is First Corinthians seven, where the Apostle Paul, Paul notes that um, those who are married often have a divided attention. They they are troubled by many things, um, and I've been married. I know what that that is. Marriage is a full time job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's care. There's uh, there's th- things that you need to, to care for. There are, you know, there's another per. It's two people trying to become one flesh, mm-hmm. and and you need to work at that. Um, it's a good marriage doesn't just happen. Um, it takes a lot of work, a lot of focus. So, as a single individual, I've had the privilege of dedicating more time and energy to ministry, to a relationship with God, to serving him, to, to my boys, um, you know, that, so these are things that, that have truly, truly been a a great benefit to me. Um, and, um, there's, there's another thing that I I think for me that has worked in, and that's flexibility. Mm -hmm. It gives me a ton of flexibility. Um, for example, last night I, we had a, um, a fellowship with, with my small group leaders mm-hmm. and I found myself in the back, just doing fellowship with the young people. And they're looking at me and they're going at, at one, one of the guys, they said, I don't think I've ever had a pastor like you. Like he was like, you're, you're like one of us, you know? And it is. It's because I'm single. You know, it's I, I feel like I can be one of them. But then just as smoothly, I went over and talked to my, you know, third age leaders and felt right at home with them. Uh, I can go on mission trips. I can engage in other situations. There's flexibility. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a, a huge, huge advantage. Mm-hmm. Um one thing that I will say, and the last thing that I will say about this too, is that for those who are single, who desire marriage in the future, mm-hmm. being single as an adult can be seen as a, a season of intentional preparation for marriage. Right. Yeah. Uh, because people who married early, like at a young age, you didn't really think to get prepared for marriage. Mm-hmm. You were just living life. Mm-hmm. But you know, now if you're an adult single and you have this time, this is a time and a season of intentional preparation. It, it offers you the opportunities to develop essential qualities and, and skills um, that are needed for healthy and fulfilling marriages. I, I often find myself reading books on marriage. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, I'm not reading them from a perspective of how to fix my marriage or what can I do to fix. No, I have the time to actually dissect it. And I'm not pressed to, oh my goodness, what a, you know, there's no stress in me to try to get these things right. I have the time to actually dissect the book, to look over some of the principles, to make sure that I'm already living this in my life now, so that when I enter into a marriage, if I do, that I will be ready. So I think it's a great time um, to be a single adult is is a great benefit because it it gives you the opportunity to intentionally prepare for marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really great that you mentioned that something that people don't really consider is this time as being single, you have that time, then you are making sure that you are the person that God wants you to be and that you can be for that person that you marry. I think so many times we emphasize on the person that we want them to be for us, but not mm-hmm. as much in in um, investing in who we want to be or we need to be in a relationship. So I'm thankful that you mentioned that. Um, So kind of going into kind of closing, I wanted to talk about um, what your advice or encouragement would be. um, Would you like to give anyone who is is struggling with being single? And I kind of know that you've already mentioned some things, but um, what kind of just encouragement would you like to say to our audience who is listening to Navigating Solo um, that is single right now and maybe just not in the happiest place about it or just became single, um, a certain situation, you know, they have not, it has not been within their control? Um, I I hope this is not a, uh, I hope this is not a bad expression, but it, I would say take take life by the horns, Mm -hmm. take life by the horns and just embrace this unique season of, of, of your life. It is a gift that God has given you. And so rather than viewing singleness as a, as a limitation, um, see it as an opportunity for growth, for adventure, for um, all of these things. Don't, don't waste a moment say yes to new experiences, travel to new places, embark in exciting adventures, consider going back to school, mm-hmm. uh, learn new perspectives, a new language perhaps, or two, hone your skills in a, in a particular area of interest, become a photographer, uh, do, do hard things. Like just, mm-hmm. to me, this has been such a, a great journey. I, I've learned so many skills that I would have never, ever learned um, as a married man. I, I have encountered adventures I would have never had as a single person. And I, I have engaged in, in, in vacations by myself, like flying solo, um, where it leaves me wondering, goodness, when am I going to have the next one? Because this was so amazing. This was so awesome. Um, so I don't know. You, you've got to take life by the horns and just and just go for it. Um, and, and the last thing I'll say about this is you've got to set both long-term goals and short-term objectives to help you reach those goals and, and be, be willing to give yourself up for the sake of reaching those goals. Challenge yourself to do hard things. Mm-hmm. empty yourself for the sake of the kingdom and for the sake of others. Um, 
but set those goals, live for a purpose. Because when you don't, the, what, how does that saying goes? The, an idle mind is the devil's playground. Um, yeah. My mom would always tell me that. And I thought it was a proverb. I could have sworn it was in the <laughs> for a long time until I read the Bible and never found it. But yeah, um, an idle mind is the devil's playground. So um, set goals in your life, set objectives, do stuff, um, you know, live for a life that, that goes beyond you, live to leave a, a legacy mm-hmm. um, beyond your lifetime. And when you, I, I always tell people before God gave Adam a partner, he gave him a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and so if, you know, this, this whole, um, the moral command of the garden was given to Adam before Eve came along. Right. The the command to um, to 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 dominate the, uh, you know, the um, the the rest of the garden came to Adam before Eve came along. Adam was complete before Eve got there. Um, So uh, complete in his purpose, that is. Um, So. I I would say, hey find yourself a purpose before you find yourself a partner. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, you will find joy in life because both marriage and singleness for Christians ought to point to the same thing. And that is glorifying God. So glorify God in your singleness and, and be the best that you can be um, given the circumstances. Yes. Those are all wonderful things wonderful advice to give to singles. And I just love it. You said, do hard things mm-hmm. um, challenge our singles. If anything, do hard things and don't be afraid to do hard things. And the other thing that you mentioned is that, uh, you know, God gave Adam a purpose before he gave him a mate and finding your purpose. So there's uh, really great words of encouragement to all of our singles who are listening today to navigating solo. So, um, Brother Lamy Diaz, I'm so thankful that you were able to spend time with us today. And uh, you are one of the people that are is working with single adult ministry with our wonderful community. So this is something that you do. You are involved in singles ministry in many different aspects. And so I am appreciative of all the wisdom and all the things that you have shared to us. Is there any, any last, last thing that you just wanted to say that you haven't mentioned any of our other questions before we, before we um, sign out today? Yeah, sure. I would say that in the quietness of, in the quiet moments of singleness, when the world may seem to rush by in couples and commitments and, and so forth, um, I just want to say to my fellow single people, remember that you are not incomplete. Mm-hmm. You are not an individual with um, that with solely with deficiencies because you are single. No, you are someone with a story that is uniquely your own and that, that it, it has been ordered by God. Mm-hmm. And when we complain, it makes us the judge of God's sovereignty, mm-hmm. uh, basically. It, it tells God that he didn't know what he was doing when he ordered our steps. That's, that's what we're doing when we complain. So um, singleness isn't just a, a, a pause button 
on life. It's a chapter that is filled with the potential for purpose and laughter and unexpected adventures. And sometimes it's not a chapter. Sometimes it's the whole book. And that's all right, too. Then then write a masterpiece, write a bestseller. Um, And the very last thing I'll say is that your singles, your singleness is not a a waiting room, um, but it's a canvas Mm. waiting room. But it's a canvas waiting for your brush strokes of great creativity to create a masterpiece that is uniquely yours. Um, and of course, God is directing your hand as you, as you paint on that canvas, but, but see it as that it's an open canvas, paint a great masterpiece and live your life to the fullest. Yes. Beautifully said, beautifully said. Well, Reverend Lamami Diaz, thank you again for being part of navigating solo and sitting down and taking the time to do this interview. We appreciate you and all that you do. And to all of our listeners on Navigating Solo, God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye now. Join us next week for another great interview on Navigating Solo.